Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there and welcome to the Syrupcast. If you're tuning into the Syrupcast for the first time, it's a podcast by Mobile Syrup, Canada's largest independent tech website in which we look back at the week that was in Canadian telecom and tech news. This is episode 178. We're recording it on Thursday, September 13th, 2018. On this show, we have uh, Mobile Syrup Managing Editor, Patrick O'Rourke, who is joining us on the phone from Cupertino, California. Pat, how are you? I'm, I'm barely alive, but, but I'm here and I'm on the pod and that's what really counts. Well, we really appreciate you doing this. Also joining us is freelance pizza, pizza correspondent and sometimes tech reporter, Josh McConnell. Josh? I am here. I am back two weeks in a row, mm-hmm. which means I'm now on payroll. That it does. <laughs> we pay you in delicious pizza. Okay, I'll take it. Okay. I mean, I would take that. <laughs> That's true. Recompense as well. On the decks and joining us as well is Samir Chabra. Samir, how are you? I am finally in front of the microphone, which means I have all the power in the world. That's not true. I'm just, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. If you've been living under a rock, uh, yesterday was Apple Day. They announced a new iPhone, a new Apple Watch, and then went on to not announce a bunch of other stuff. (laughs) Which, you know, uh, to your credit, Josh, you said they wouldn't uh, announce the charging pad. They did not. Yeah. They also did not announce new AirPods, but we'll get to that shortly. Uh, Pat, how was the event? Assume crazy as always. I was good. I mean, I... I like the Steve Jobs Theater. It makes doing my job much easier. There's there's awesome lighting. Um, Apple's much more organized with the rollout of how things work, um, and and there's less there's less chaos a little bit. Um, one thing I will comment on though is as someone who every time they cover these events is very concerned with finding a bathroom. There's there's no bathroom in between the period of time where I leave the bus at the Steve Jobs Theater and go go. To go up to the Steve Jobs Theater, I mean, they have it like closed off. Yeah. So I had I, I couldn't go for a solid hour and a half, and it was it was an absolute travesty. Last time they made us go underground through a random parking lot. Remember, we had a good discussion about that, and we're like, that wasn't that wasn't even an option this time. I yeah. Was like, Man, what what if I really got to go? I know. Um, yes, but but the event was good. Well, I'm glad you didn't uh, pee yourself. Or maybe you did and still did your job, in which case you are awesome and a complete <laughs> badass. And also possibly very course. stinky to your neighbors? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just peed on the Steve Jobs Theater, of course, which <laughs> which is something that I would never suggest anybody does. No, I didn't actually do that. I, I found a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we would be podcasting from jail at this point. Probably, like yes, Cupertino yes. County Jail. Oh, we're fine. He's I, the one who did yeah. jail. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Josh, starting with you. No. What was the most significant announcement to come out of Cupertino this week? Um, well, I mean, two components. The first one, honestly, for me, probably the Apple Watch. 
Um, the Apple Watch finally has a redesign, and we knew it was coming. The rumors were saying 15% bigger screen. It was actually 30%, more than 30%. Uh, the rounded corners, the thinner body, it actually looks more like a watch. Uh, I'm very interested to see it in person. I think that's pretty cool. Um, so I think that, for me, was admittedly pretty interesting. Uh, the other piece is kind of what you alluded to, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later, but what wasn't announced, it was interesting that this was just very streamlined iPhone watch. Yes, there was a couple software mentions for Apple TV, HomePod, and stuff, but really it was iPhone, watch, that's it. And the fact that the iPhones were pretty iterative, um, I don't know, it was just interesting that they spent so long on just, just those two categories because... They spent a lot of time going through the features of the iPhone 10, which are the same as last year. Like they said, okay, these are the improvements, but they reminded you of the features of the 10. Um, so yeah, so I thought it, because of that, it could have been a, maybe a little bit shorter because um, I like the idea of it being streamlined. But did, did it warrant the length because it was so streamlined? Because they're probably going to have now an October event or a November event where they'll have iPods, MacBooks, AirPods, maybe. Um, and air power, it's called. Yeah, air power. Um, so yeah, so those those were kind of my two main takeaways. Uh, Pat, uh, I think the most interesting thing for me was the the Apple Watch Series Four. Um, I've always been a big fan of the Apple Watch. I've been waiting for them to do something with the sort of chunky design. So it's it's nice to to finally see that. Um, it looks really cool. I think it's way ahead of anything that uh, is in the Android Wear space right now. Um, I guess the other thing that I found super interesting was the iPhone XR. Mm -hmm. I actually think that I find that phone probably more appealing than the XS. The colors are interesting. They somehow found a way to make portrait mode work with just one lens through software trickery. I don't know if it looks as good as the XS because I I didn't really get to test that feature out. Um, But I think that's pretty cool. And the phone itself, like, it has feature parity with the um, 10s and the 10s Max pretty much across the board, except for a few things that only I think some users would probably care about. Um, so I, I thought that that was a really interesting approach, uh, but it's a shame that it's still incredibly expensive, especially in Canada. So I, I don't know if I would really describe it as as entry level, though. That's kind of what Apple's been pushing um, with how it revealed the phone. So, Patrick, sorry, I just want to interject really quickly. You said almost feature parity. So then, from my perspective, the only two things that are really different between the 10R and the 10S twins, uh, the screen and the camera, right? Is there anything else that Apple didn't announce? No 3D difference? touch. No 3D touch, okay. There's no 3D touch, uh, which is a feature that, like, I forgot existed until uh, Brad Bennett, one of our, our staff reporters, reminded me because he uses it all the time. Um, um, that and also aluminum versus um, stainless yes. steel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, so, yeah. But, but it's it still metal, though, metal yeah, and glass. It, okay. Yeah, I, it doesn't feel like a cheap phone when you hold it in your hand, though, right? And I, I think that's key. It feels, at least to me, like I, I used it for, I don't know, five, ten minutes, something like that. It feels pretty much exactly the same as the XS, um, uh, the XS, the 10s and the 10s Plus, 10s Max. The naming is hard. Yeah, that's that is my biggest. That is probably my biggest complaint. Uh, I had to do some work earlier that involved me saying the names over and over again, and despite the repetition, I still kept getting them wrong because it's just so confusing. But that's an aside. We talked about that last week. Yeah. So I actually think um, I think the ten ten uh, R is probably the most significant phone that Apple has igna- announced in the last little while. And the reason I say that is essentially what it is is an iPhone XS 
95% of an iPhone XS for 75% of the price, right? Like you're missing, sure, like this, I, the, I think Apple was really smart about what features it cut from this, like 3D Touch. The vast majority of even iOS users don't know how to, what is exactly. what 3D Touch is or how to even take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, there's people who will be, say like, oh, it's like a 720p screen versus a 1080p screen. People will not care about that. The fact of the matter is, is that the iPhone XR has a bigger screen, 6.1 inches, opposed to 5.8 inches. Do I have that right, Pat? Something like I that. Believe, I believe so, yes. Yeah. And, and the screen, like, it's LCD, right? But mm. it still looks really, really good. And Apple found a way to get the notch that love it or hate it. This is the design of the iPhone now. They found a way to get that to work um, with, with LCD technology. Right. More importantly, I think this screen is going to look better even than... OLED screens of the same in the same price range of phones, yes. right? Like, so just because Apple, they just get color management and they get all this stuff, how to make screens look really nice. Um, and then, you know, stainless steel or versus um, air, uh, aerospace grade aluminum, whatever the fact of the matter is, what's more important is that the colors all look amazing. Yeah. Like that blue to me, I'm like, oh my God, it looks so good. Right. And anecdotally, that's what I've kind of seen on social media. Even a lot of people are saying, you know, I like the 10R, you know, mm-hmm. a for the price point, it's cheaper, but B, they love the colors and they're actually willing to sacrifice some of the other features just to get those cool colors, which, right. which is fair. But then on the flip side, if you're just throwing a case on it anyway, then mm-hmm. doesn't matter, you know, like, okay. Mm-hmm. And even with the premium phones, okay, they look gorgeous. I can't wait to throw on my case to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, the, the 10R was very interesting and I really liked it for that reason that it's a bit more affordable, but just fun and quirky. Hmm. Um, however, to piggyback kind of off the, the, the R topic, um, you know, the, the iPhone SE is no longer a thing and it was kind of there hmm. to be the, the, the more inexpensive option, maybe some emerging market options. Um, and so this was kind of when they started announcing it and the rumors they were saying, you know, this is going to be a little bit more of an affordable option, but you're still looking at 1029 starting price. Um, so really, like, okay, it's more affordable compared to the S line. Hmm. However, it's still a premium product. It's still um, the price, basically, of what the 10 was last year. I mean, I know it's not quite; it's a couple hundred dollars cheaper. But is it is is 1029 the new affordable? Uh, I don't know. Right. So uh, to that, I will say, um, one, uh, you know, I think what's significant about this phone is that uh, buying a more affordable iPhone in the past meant buying an old iPhone, mm. right? This one more or less has feature parity, specifically yeah. the processor. It is the exact same processor, yeah. right? Like, um, and I think that's significant. And secondly, I think, you know, we're kind of a bit too stuck up on the... Um, uh, off contract pricing mm-hmm. when the vast majority of people do not buy their phones off contract. So right here, yeah, I just pulled it right. up at Rogers. Now, granted, this is an ultra plan, which uh, if you go on mobilesyrup.com, Samir wrote an excellent article about Rogers' new uh, ultra uh, tier pricing, which... Let me, yeah, let me just yeah. throw this. So before you start, ultra pricing is, is great, sure, but effectively what it is, it is $10 more expensive than the premium plus plan equivalent. A lot of peas there. And also, uh, so you pay $10 more, but ultimately you get to save up to $250 more on a phone. So I'm just going to do some quick math really quickly. So if you have a $100 premium plus plan that allows you to save $300 on a phone, 
That's an example. Your ultra plan will be $110, but will enable you to save $550 on a phone. Hmm. So I have it here, right here, actually, the pricing. Just uh, so at uh, this is at Rogers, the iPhone XS on a two-year ultra plan starts at $429. Now contrast that to Fido on a two-year XL plan, it starts at $659, right? So I'm not quite sure what the 10R is going to cost, but it might actually on like ultra pricing. Granted, you pay a lot over the course of the contract. Um, this phone is probably going to get closer to that $200 price range, which I think for most people, then that almost becomes in terms of a new contract, an impulse buy, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, is it affordable? Mm-hmm. By no means. Yeah. But it gets back closer to that like sweet spot that like the iPhone, like, I, how much did like the 3G cost on contract? It was like two hundred dollars. Yeah, I it was two ninety nine even. Yeah, two, I can't remember. I don't know what like, it was about that. Yeah, two hundred bucks. Yeah, so I will. Yeah, I will ahead, say Pat. one thing: the the influencers at Apple's event were super hyped about the 10R. Yeah, and the color. Yeah. Honestly, and, and the Verge's headline says this is probably going to be the the new default iPhone, which I think is fair. Well, mm-hmm. let's not yeah, also forget that we're dealing with Americans here who have different contract pricing and yeah. typically, and, and the phone is cheaper. All the phones across the board are cheaper in America than in Canada anyway. So they're saying that with, with knowledge of their geography, with knowledge of our geography, it's still a, it's still a hefty price tag to pay for a phone. I mean, I, I didn't, I don't mean like influencers even in, in a negative sense, because I, I think that's a good indication of like, we, we look for specific things in a phone, right? This is what we cover all the time. There's a lot of like lifestyle uh, YouTubers and influencers at this event. And I think in some respects, that's a good indication of what um, the average person who's interested in phones, but maybe doesn't, they're, they're not that in depth with them all the time, is interested in. And to, to play off of, um, well, again, the like obviously I said the Apple Watch is to me interesting mm-hmm. and the, probably the most interesting thing. But I, from iPhones, I'm really interested even personally in the R. Just, mm-hmm. I think it's a cool idea. I think y- your point of feature parity is exactly bang on, and that's something different, and mm-hmm. that's what actually kind of excites me as well. It's like, okay, if you don't want to quite pay the full price, you get a lot of the features, and you get a cool color with it. Neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's too bad that it came at the expense, seemingly, of the SE, but they still are going to be selling the 7 and the 8. They're going to be around as you know brand new purchases, not used or refurbished. Mm-hmm. Um to get different price points, and I guess that's just what they figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you made a good point. Uh, well, I saw you actually say it first, uh, but then now they're removing the dongles, though. So now we have all the phones with no headphones, but no dongles. Right, to the point where they're also removing it from the older phones. Yeah, that's right. interesting. That's very interesting. Right. Um, the one last thing I wanted to say about, uh, just ask you guys about the SE, or not the SE, excuse me, the 10R is, I actually think this is the phone to beat this year in the Mm. sense that like now there's a lot of pressure on Google because I think so uh, David Ruddock of Android Police wrote a really interesting kind of hot take on this, which is basically that this phone is going to eat the Pixel's lunch in the sense that Mm. like it like how does Google compete with this phone, right? Like even like we think about like the price of even just the base model pixel, right? Like, let me just pull up uh, pricing for the pixel two. This is very terrible and, radio, no, but continue but, so, to, <laughs> so to play off that very quickly. And yeah. that's a good point because um, clearly this, this is a reaction because they talked a lot about computational mm. photography. So how do, how are they doing portrait mode with one lens? Well, Google was doing that kind of already. And the other thing was this idea of zero lag shutter and smart HDR, which really they, 
they took a play from Google. Um, hmm. Google talked very much last year about why megapixels don't matter. It's about the software and the algorithms that go with the, the, the hardware. And so Apple spent a lot of time on computational photog- photography that very much sounded like what Google was saying last year with the pixels. So I think you're bang on. Like, this is definitely a reaction. Right, totally. And I, I also attended to a, a, a briefing yesterday. It was like roughly an hour long, and it was all about photography, um, sort of downplaying the fact that the megapixels are the same and discussing what Apple really does behind the scenes and what makes the iPhone different in terms of how it takes photos and the work that goes into that. Yeah. Um, and that's so, so interesting to me. Because Osh was saying that's, that's exactly... That's exactly it. Yeah, they're definitely, and you know, market share wise, the the Pixel hasn't made the dent that they want it to. But mm-hmm. clearly, Apple is is motioning that way, and they see something's kind of rumbling over there, uh, and so they're they're pivoting appropriately. So good on them. Yeah, it was very interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because it's like there was the you know Phil Schiller was like, here are the specs, but really the important part is the computational photography. And now let's talk about. Was it smart HDR is what yeah. they call it? That is yeah. literally a one-to-one equivalent to HDR plus from Google, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. And a complete change from what they've done previous mm-hmm. years. It was often specs and here's the specs and this is what you can do with the specs. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know, Apple did in the sensors larger, pixels are, pixels are bigger. So there has been a spec bump with the camera. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, the messaging was all on, okay, the software that goes with it. And, and definitely that's, I mean, you, you've been at the, the Pixel event and I have, and we're going to the one in October. So we, it's a message that was very familiar. Uh, it's just interesting to hear it come from Cupertino. Right. Um, and if I could just circle back. <laughs> uh, cut. S- cut. Just, just okay. please for a second, cut. Oh, we're not pausing. Just yeah. fix the thing. Sorry, I was using like the, the quietness. Sorry, he hit his uh, microphone. Okay, uh, we're good. You, know, you, you got to fix it. Yeah, fix it. There you go. So look for the silence in the uh, wave file. Uh, closer. <laughs> there. Okay, yeah, that, that's good. I just got so excited. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Three. The pixel two, man is exciting. One. <laughs> to circle back to pricing, um, one thing I think that is often overlooked in terms of the iPhone is one, it resells for a lot better than the vast majority of Android phones. Now that's changed a bit, but I still think, you know, if you're trying to resell a pixel, you'll have a much harder time than you will trying to resell an iPhone. Um, And then you have to really talk about like, in terms of like service, it's a lot easier because of the scale of how many components are out there for the iPhone to get something fixed. For Perfect example is the battery and the screen, right? The mm. two things that on most people's phones will either break first or degrade first, right? So I think when you factor those in over the course of its lifetime, the iPhone will actually cost you less mm. than any Android phone. Um, and I think that's important because, you know, I'm looking right now at the Pixel 2, just the base Pixel 2, right? Like 899 Canadian outright. And you know, I think it gives us a pretty good idea of like from what we've seen of the Pixel 3, it's not going to be much better than what the Pixel 2 is already, right? And I think like that puts Google in a really tough place mm. to grow. And I think that's exactly perfect what you said because I think, you know, Apple saw Google coming out like they don't care about Huawei, right? They care about Google yeah. and wanting to strangle them out of the market before they become into anything su- uh, substantial. Mm-hmm. And to Google's credit, like they're pushing hard with the marketing and the advertising. It is everywhere. 
And it does take a few generations for that to cycle around. The first year was, oh, what's a pixel? The second year, what I've noticed with Pixel 2 advertising is people see it, they talk about it, and like, oh, well, maybe next phone I'll think about it. But mm. So maybe the Pixel 2 didn't sell as well, but at least it's there in the memory. Mm-hmm. Now the 3, it'll be interesting to see. People are coming off contracts now. Um, but to play to your scenario too, um, obviously that's like the mainstream. Most people, there are those early adopters though that they cycle through within a year or two. So I guess the long term probably doesn't factor as much. I'm guessing, you know, I'm not, don't, mm. don't quote my math. I'm not great at math, but, but you know, I, so for those that keep their phone for four or five years, then there w- it would be a cheaper in the long run. But if you're just flipping your phone every two years, then, then it becomes a little bit more equal. And, and to be fair, Apple targets those people as well. They have their enthusiasts. They know those people will, will buy the new phone. Um, so I think, I wonder if it's those as well that they kind of want to make sure they keep in their wheelhouse and don't lose to something else. Hmm. All right, so totally, uh, let's just switch. We've talked a lot about the iPhone XR. Um, how about we switch a bit more gears to the Apple Watch? Because I think, as you guys mentioned, um, you know, to again play back to the Google thing, where it, like, I don't think there's an Android Wear watch that is, good. like, what Apple showed uh, yesterday. Yes, it was iterative in many senses, but it was also very impressive, like the Falk uh, uh, functionality, right? Like, uh, Pat, and, Pat, you and I were talking about this over uh, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And I think yeah. this in a lot of ways is a game changer, right? Yeah, I like, so my parents are older. Um, my mom walks all the time. They live in a rural area uh, and she walks in the winter regardless of the weather. Um, and one of my concerns sometimes is that like she's going to fall and not be able to get up. Um, so this is a feature that would really give me peace of mind. And that's like one very specific instance, right? I could see it being used for people with accessibility issues. There's a ton of opportunity with that specific feature. Um, and like, just to what you were saying, Igor, like to me, the Apple watch is so far ahead of anything that I've seen with Android wear that like, I, I almost question why Android where even needs to exist at this point. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of very interesting things in that smartwatch. Yeah. Is there anything in particular you're looking at Josh that kind of catches your eye? Yeah. I think it's just this idea of a design change, to be honest, like it just looks more like a watch, less like a, a box or a brick or whatever you want to call on your wrist. Like it looks very computerized a bit and old Mm -hmm. and dated the up until the series three. So we're due for redesign. And I, I really like the redesign. I think that extra real estate is going to do a lot in terms of more information for apps. Like maybe we'll get some more useful apps now, which is great. Um, But just looking sleek, looking cool, like looking a bit more fashionable. Um, as I mentioned, you know, they, for them was about fashion. They were trying to push that at the beginning and then, and then they realized, you know, the health market was really adopting the, the Apple watch. So rightfully so Apple pivoted and pivoted hard. Hmm. Um, and now they're doubling down. They have all these new health features as well, which 
unfortunately not coming to Canada right away. Like the, the ECG is just U.S. only right now, where, which is super cool, um, but just U.S. only. Um, so it's, it's nice to see them now kind of tweaking the design to make it more stylish while still at the same time doubling down on health, and mm. rightfully so because that's the market for it. Right, and I think to their credit, you know, what's was very like the prospect of doing a redesign is tough because you know they could do a more radical redesign, but that would mean abandoning the existing like the very large ecosystem of Apple Watch bands, right? And to their credit, all the Apple Watch bands that are currently available are compatible with these two watches, right? Yeah, I I was told that they're like they're compatible, but there'll be some sort of like very very tiny lip of some sort that you you'll see on like the edge of the watch band. I haven't I haven't tried it myself. I'm hoping that I get a review device soon and I'll be able to test it out. Mm. Um, but that's that's what I, I I was told. The one interesting thing we talked about last time was that red dot on the side. Yeah, uh, yeah there's a ring though, isn't? It? Is there still a red ring? Yeah. So there's a little red ring that runs around the circumference. That's interesting. Um, and I guess. I guess it's also worth mentioning that the the digital crown, mm. um, which That's isn't something I really yeah. used, it, it feels different now. Um, but haptic, it has right? haptic feedback yeah. uh, with when you're navigating the the UI. I think that it's open to developers too to use that feature. Um, so what I'm interested in is if because now there's a larger display on the Apple Watch, um, if more developers start releasing interesting Apple Watch apps. And if those apps then take advantage of the digital, digital crown's new uh, functionality, because um, I mean, like I, I I use an Apple Watch every day. I love mm-hmm. it. I use it for notifications. I think it's awesome. Um, but I really don't use apps. There's never been an app um, for the Apple Watch that's really hooked me. Like I've tried them out and, and stuff like that just for fun or to write a Thanks. story from syrup. But I'm wondering if it was the display all along that was causing me not to want to use it and maybe now that there's a larger display um i'll end up using the app more if developers take advantage of it but i don't know this is all just speculation at this point yeah and I, same i use my apple watch every day and for me out of all the announcements i think if i went out to drop some cash on something that was announced at the keynote it probably would be the apple watch actually hmm. just because i think it's enough of a design change to look sleek and actually uh add some functionality to my day-to-day life more than just notifications and, and other things. So, so I, I think it looks really slick and, and I'm looking forward to playing with one. Uh, so just out of curiosity, Josh, do you just use yours for notifications like Pat? Yeah, primarily. Right. Um, I, I would experiment with some apps here and there, but again, there just hasn't been any that there just hasn't been any that's really um, stuck. So I, the only one I really use is uh, Domino's Pizza. So, you know, you can track in real time. You can see, is it being made? Is it in the oven? Is it ready? Then I can go pick it up or it's out for delivery. So I do check my watch for that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, it's uh, quick notifications. I can quickly delete emails, but I don't do anything really long-term, like scribble text or anything. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe even the screen can help with that. You don't send your heartbeat? No. Your fiance? No. Though, uh, Patrick, you're in, you're in California right now. We should, uh, we should be sending our heartbeats, heartbreak to each other. What do you think? We should. We yeah. should just, I'm just going to start doing that to you in like the middle of the night. It'll be <laughs> yeah. like 3 a.m. and I'm going to send you my heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. Um, the creepiest thing ever. Pat, if I could ask, of the three devices that you did hands-on with, which one kind of like uh, left you with the best impression? Um, so for me, like I, I really like the, the Series 4. I'm glad that Apple's sticking with the the sort of watch product and and it's keep and it continues to iterate on it um but the iphone xr i I found it really interesting um 
I think that it's a fascinating direction for Apple to be going in. I don't know if it should necessarily be marketed as an entry-level device, given the price tag, but I think there's a lot of cool things going on with that phone. Um, and, I, and I guess the other thing that I wanted to mention was um, with the, the 10s Max, uh, I'm not someone... So I, I used to not really like large phones. Um, and then I slowly got used to them and I started using one on a daily basis. And I, I, I find it hard to go back to a smaller device. But the 10s Max feels absolutely massive. Um, and granted, I only used it for like 15 minutes, but it feels huge. Like it's so unwieldy that uh, I found it difficult to even hold in two hands. It's pure um, screen, right? Is that why? Sorry? It's the biggest screen ever. It's like, it's like, just, it's 6.5 inches of nothing but screen pretty inches. much. I, I think there's some controversy, like the Note 9's display is technically the same size or something if you get it a protractor and measure it. Um, but generally, it's a massive phone. Like, that that's the point. Um, and 6.5 inches, I think, might be too big. But I'm willing to give it a chance and see if it grows on me because that's what happened with bigger phones a couple of years ago. Um, maybe I'll fall in love with having this massive HDR10 Dolby Vision compatible display. Um, I don't know. Uh, but to, to answer your question, Igor, it was definitely the watch for me. I found it the most interesting, followed by the, the 10R. Um, is there anything you've kind of heard in terms of like the roadmap for the next couple of months? Uh, was there sense from, I guess, everyone there that there's going to be another event in like a month or two where it's going to be the AirPods, hopefully the AirPower, who knows? So the yeah, wear so power, I should call it. <laughs> in in true like Apple fashion, nothing was explicitly told to me. Mm -hmm. um, but given the fact that like I have briefings for a bunch of products that were shown off, but I, I do not have one for the, the 10R. Um, and the 10R has not been mentioned in any of the briefings that I've attended so far. Um, which leads me to believe that like there's going to be an event probably October. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same week or very near to whenever Microsoft does their event just to try to steal the thunder or maybe even when the Pixel event goes down. Um, and I think that they have they have to at least say what's going on with the air power mat. Like, they have to say something <laughs> about it. Because it, it was September last year, right, when they announced it? Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. September 12th. Year, <laughs> it's like this elephant in the room that everyone's wondering what's going on with it. Hmm. It seems like... It's expensive, crazy expensive, but it seems like such a cool product with interesting tech in it. Um, they they have to talk about that at some point. And like we know the iPad's coming. So my, I guess, general sense and impression was that like there's going to be an, an event at some point in October, maybe early November, but I haven't heard anything uh, concrete about that. All right. So the uh, people above us are doing who knows what moving all the furniture they've decided now today is the day to move their office and rearrange uh so we're going to start wrapping up but before we go one thing i did want to ask from both of you and i guess everyone you too samir is if you were to give an apple a ranking after this event how well do you think they did yeah so i mean in terms of in terms of you know purely the devices that they announced uh, we were expecting the three iPhones and we were expecting we were pretty much expecting this the smartwatch too um, I will quickly you know segue away from this because I, I wanted to bring this up the fact that Apple uh, announced a seven nanometer um, you know shrinking process processor 
that's sort of incredible. And while they're trying to lay claim to the fact that the first ones to do it, yes, technically Huawei did it with the Kira 980 uh, back at IFA uh, in Berlin. But the fact that they're going to be the first uh, company manufacturer to have a consumer-facing device that has a 7 nanometer um, processor, that's kind of incredible. So based based solely on the fact that the A12 Bionic is a thing that we are going to be able to use within the next few weeks, I'm going to give them a solid 7.5 for this particular event. Should we? Uh, Pat? I was going to go with a solid 8. Like, I, I mean, I wanted to see some surprises at the event. Um, I know that's hard with how many things have been leaked. Uh, but I think what was missing for me was something about the air power mat and the revamped AirPods. I'm, I really like the AirPods. I think it's one of the best products Apple's released in probably the last five years or so. Um, and I'm excited to see where they take that that device. Uh, so I wanted to see something about those two products. But I think what they showed off was was generally pretty good. Josh? Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. Apple, they make beautiful products, arguably some of the some of the best build quality around. So these are great devices that have been announced. I'm super stoked to play with them, to use them, to drool over them, and no doubt want them. Uh, as an event, though, I mean, I, it was a little bit like there's things missing. Um, they did spend a long time on, on you know, past like iPhone 10 features, for example. I think it could have been condensed or throw in some extra goodies somehow. So I, I would it was probably, long. Like it was long for what? Yeah, for what the announcements were. Like we're you, we've had good solid two two and a half hour presentations where it's just bang bang bang. Um, so I would I would sit at about a seven, but that is not speaking to the products. You know the products again. I'm super excited to play with. I think they're cool. Uh, but as the event, it did feel a little bit lacking compared to past ones we've gone to. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think that's. Completely fair. Uh, and lastly, shoutouts. You didn't give your your rating. Oh, okay. You have to give a rating. Yeah, yeah. So I will say, like, despite um, the fact that everything was leaked, I still felt more interested in what was announced this year than I was last year. Last year felt so by the numbers, mm. right? Like, and so like it really felt like the company had lost some like some if not the majority of its charm in a lot of way right whereas this year i find I'm like okay yeah like and maybe it was because like the actual colors of the 10r weren't leaked and like when you finally did see it, i'm like wow this like like even just reading about like what um mark german was reporting like did not kind of prepare me for it in the sense that like you know one thing that was uh kind of rumored ahead of the launch was that the sides weren't going to match the colors on the back. And then lo and behold, it was like a perfect match, right? So it was small stuff like that that was like, okay, this is really cool. Like, I, I think this like really makes sense. Do I wish the iPhone XR was even more affordable so it was more accessible? Totally. But I think overall it was like, um, it was a good presentation and there was some like really like actually funny stuff like the, uh, you know, tying in the Twitter DM mm. that got accidentally tweeted awesome. uh, <laughs> yeah, to funny. the video. That was like really well done, right? That was super clever. For me, that was like some old school Apple yeah. like, trickery. Like that that was sick. Right. This is a company that like at one point buried an OS or gave had a funeral at a Macworld for <laughs> the uh, OS 9. Yeah. Uh, um, and then like, you know, got Phil Schiller to jump off a stage at one point. Like yeah. So yeah, so to kind of, 
go back to that like history of like with Steve Jobs where it like it didn't take itself too seriously, right? Like mm. we're here to like deliver cool products, but also it's like, man, we're not a corporation, which under like Tim Cook, it's like, it's just become about the numbers, right? So to see kind of that has been, it was a bit heartwarming. Yeah, and, and to play off that, I know we're wrapping up, but there weren't as many numbers either. I, right. I, right at the beginning, I'm like, okay, first we're going to have 20 minutes of numbers and sales and such. And, and yeah. that wasn't even a thing. So I thought that was cool and, and good yeah. on them because, you know, while important, you have, do release quarterly results and stuff. So great. Let's just dive in and, and hit the ground running. Yeah, like this event is not for shareholders, right? Yeah. It's for consumers, right? So, uh, yeah. All right. Shout outs. Who wants to start? I can start. I, oh, oh, Patrick, you can start by all means. I, my, my shout out is to the mobile serve team. I think you guys did an awesome job during the event and you made things very easy for me. And I was able to concentrate on the hands-ons, um, which was awesome. So I, I think everybody uh especially Igor for pulling everyone together i think i think it worked out this has probably been the smoothest apple event that i've seen in terms of our coverage um and i think that's great yeah there, i'm not gonna lie there was like two hours there where like just through how we had scheduled things i ended up doing both the apple watch post and the yeah. iphone 10 post and i was like okay just like sit down don't move and type nice <laughs> right? well from where i was everything looked awesome yeah um Samir, yeah? Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to detour a little bit and uh, shout out um shout out a corporation. I'm I'm shouting out Uber and Uber CEO uh, Dara Khosrowshahi who announced that the company is going to be investing 200 million dollars over the next 5 years in Toronto first to launch an engineering hub and also to expand the uh, advanced technologies group research and development center that's already here in Toronto. So that's going to be interesting to pay attention to over the next little while. Shout out to I just wrapped up Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime, and it was oh. uh, it was a good show. Not it was eight episodes. Can't complain. You know, uh, John Chris, Krasinski. Krasinski yes. doesn't look like a uh, a Jack Ryan to me. No, and and all I could think was The Office. I mean, that's he's going to be stuck with that for the rest of his life. But it, he did a great job. I think he executive produced it with Michael Bay as well, and it was a good show. And surprisingly, tons of Microsoft product placement, especially Surface, which I thought was interesting. They do have that partnership, Cortana. Yeah, right? yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. So no, but honestly, shout out to the show because it was a lot better than I was expecting, and and we marathoned through it, and it was great. So which part of the Tom Clancy kind of thing does it adapt? Uh, I've not, I've yeah. not read the books actually, okay. so I do not know. He was, I actually, I, I have no idea. He was an analyst, Winter and now show. he's not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was a good show. There was explosions. There was a twist. Okay. It okay. was good. Pat, you wanted to chime in on something? Oh, I was just saying it. It's an adaptation of Splinter Cell. It's not. It was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then I'll check it out. Just, uh, you know, I love Hunt for Red October. Nice. Um, Great. And enjoyed the uh, Harrison Ford, Tom Clancy ones. Right, yeah. Uh, I can't, like, remember them uh, off. Clear and present Ben danger. Affleck did one. That one was terrible. Chris Pine did one. Oh, yeah, Chris Pine also. And... I thought I read that. Oh, Alec Baldwin. Alec one. Baldwin. Yeah, he was in Hunt for Red October, mm. where Sean Connery yep. is inconceivably a Russian captain. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Doing yes. a very good Russian accent, yeah. uh, or terrible, depending on your opinion. Um, okay, similarly, uh, when I was flying back from San Francisco, I was at the Qualcomm event, which I should have probably tied into our thoughts about the Apple Watch, but now it's too late. Uh, Stay tuned next week. 
stay tuned next week or not <laughs> or not uh i watched this movie called 71 it's with jack o'connell and it's about um the uh what happened in ireland during the uh, 1971 it was oh like, that movie that movie's really good i've, I've seen it it is fantastic hmm. like i did not know what to expect i was just like it's so oh, good oh cool but like it like it's both like very like gripping but also like like very empathetic because it kind of shows like the dirtiness of all the sides involved yeah but also like like the kindness of everyone involved um so yeah check it out if you love history which i do and also just like love thriller slash military movies what was it called sorry 71 71 i will check it out two endorsements done done um all right thank you so much for listening pat thank you so much for phoning in i know you're super tired uh get some rest and we'll see you no problem I, I got uh, another day of briefings ahead of me, so Ooh, fun um, times. Not time to rest yet, but soon, hopefully. Josh, thank you so much again for joining us. Yeah, always. I don't know what we'll talk about next week, but we'll figure. <laughs> now that you're on the pizza yeah, payroll, that's right. Exactly. We got to get value out of those pizza slices. I know. I'm gonna go get. It's Pizza Thursday, so yeah. I have to go get pizza later. So shout out to Longos because I'm probably gonna go there because they have fantastic pizza. Have you ever been to General Assembly? Yes, also good. Very good. If yeah. you want to do General Assembly, I'm here. <laughs> Just throwing an idea. Uh, if you'd like to follow Mobile Syrup, you can do so at Mobile Syrup, whether it's on uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Josh, where can people find you? Uh, I am at Josh McConnell. That's two C's, two N's, two L's. And uh, that's my username at most places. All the consonants. And .com as well. I'm around. Uh, Pat, how about yourself? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke. And lastly, but not least, Samir. You can find me at mobilesyrup.com as always. And you can also find me on Twitter at SamirChabra94. And you know where you'll find all of us soon, the Nintendo Switch Online. Hashtag oh. Switch Minute in two seconds. Whoa. Is the, is the direct today? Maybe. Today at 6 p.m., I think? I think so. And oh, it, nice. It's coming out the I, 18th, right? I don't know what's right? going on. All I know oh, I don't know what's coming up, I think, but there like, is definitely a, a direct think, today, yeah. I think the launch is the 14th or the 18th. Yeah. Oh, so cool. we're, we're all going to be there, you know? Switching it up. Boot up Splatoon. Time to boot up Splatoon. All right. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 